0: You know, I know all about
1: you. And I hope they put you away forever. Lady, back off.
0: Was I talking to you? We have to go. No, you were spitting on me, so mellow, fucking out.
1: How dare you! Hey, some advice, okay? Just don't point your fucking finger at crazy people! Some of that vape too, just so you know. Oh, and that's gotta go on silent, too, by the way. Okay, Dad. I what really? <laughs> <sighs> Thank you. This is what you did last time you were on my on this podcast. What? You would be talking to your boyfriend, and you were like, Oh, cut it off because so and is on the phone. So, yeah. All right, we're recording. Welcome. Hello. Oh, hi. (laughs) Okay, so last time you were on here, you had an alias. We didn't go by your first name. So is that still apply? Or can we at least go by first name basis? Yeah, sure. Okay, well, for those listening or wondering, this is uh, (laughs) Zoe, a.k.a. The Porch Pirate from episode four. Remember those days? (laughs) Remember that shit?
0: Yeah. Wild times.
1: Yeah. So why don't you recap? Where's your life been? Because last time I remember, you came to my house and came on my podcast under the agreement I would get you a fucking belly button piercing. (laughs) Remember that shit? Yeah. This is the only person I've ever paid to be on my podcast. With a, what, a $25 belly button piercing or more? There's more. And then you fucking (laughs) took it out and it... The whole...
0: Correction. I didn't have a choice.
1: Oh, you got arrested? Yes. Well, let's get into that. What happened? Because you were at Sober Living. I was in drug court. And somehow you made it down here to inpatient. I don't know what happened since then. You got in trouble or what?
0: I... Well, what happened? Let's see. I, not long after we recorded, I got in trouble for having sex (laughs) with. Checks the fuck out. With uh, someone in my um, drug and alcohol group.
1: Wait, you hooked up with someone in ATCC? Yeah. Nice. Good job. Yeah, they don't, they frown down on that heavily. We weren't allowed to hook up with people in drug court, yet everyone was fucking everybody.
0: Well, yeah.
1: But you're, like, if they find out, you're basically going Well, to the jail. fucked up
0: part is he told them.
1: Why would he do that?
0: Because after we had sex, then he started talking shit about me. Uh, Why,
1: because the sex was that bad?
0: No, no, just because he, like, had the whole, like high school mentality like he didn't understand that you could have sex and pretend like nothing ever happened like he got all weird and awkward
1: why he caught the feels
0: no 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 not at all okay. not at all um but um yeah so he was talking shit about me
1: what kind of shit was he talking
0: dude I don't remember this was like fucking two years ago
1: sounds kind of juvenile Exactly. You ask me.
0: So, I got pissed and I told everyone that the sex wasn't even good and that he came in 5 seconds.
1: <laughs> was it really that, that bad or were you just And
0: that his dick was tiny as fuck.
1: Is that true or was that, or were you just giving into this this juvenile he said she said bullshit? Well, we'll just
0: say that <laughs> I don't need to make stuff up, you know. <laughs> so, Yeah, it was true.
1: Oh, wow. Wow. And so what happened? They they literally took you to jail for having sex with someone. No,
0: I uh, got kicked out of ATCC.
1: Oh, so when you went to court, they're like, we're taking you to a.
0: So I got kicked out of ATCC, and I was in sober living at the Restorative Partners in Los Osos, and um, drug. In- so they kicked me out of ATCC and told me that I had to report to probation, and she fucking walked my ass to probation.
1: Who did? Your counselor? Yeah. And, um... Right up the street from drug and alcohol. Yeah.
0: And, Jesus. And, uh, um, they told me that they're gonna recommend to probation that I be sent to an all-women's rehabilitation place. And, um, I said, that's fucking bullshit. Like, <laughs> fuck you guys. Like, it's... Like, if it was better sex, like, it wouldn't, you know, like, fuck, dude. So
1: you got sent to a 12-month inpatient program because of bad sex. Yeah. I didn't know that. That's wild. Yeah. What kind of job?
0: Well, and then, too, like, so I was in (laughs) sober living, and then I was like, well, fuck this shit. If I'm going to fucking go to rehab for a year, I'm going to fucking get high first. So I went. Nice. Fucking shot up some heroin.
1: Just heroin?
0: And smoked a bit of meth. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) And, um... Good job. Got kicked out of my sober living. Because you
1: tested dirty. Yeah, they just
0: decided to test everyone in the house because people, everyone is getting high.
1: You probably looked blatantly high, too. No, I didn't.
0: Nobody had any idea that I was high, actually.
1: Really? Yeah. But everyone else blew it for you. Because they got Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's really kinda hard to hide the fact that you're loaded off of see if you could just do heroin, I could see you pulling it or I could see myself pulling it off and fooling them.
0: Well, I'd have to tell you a little bit more about that kind of off of the
1: off the record. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, off the record. That's fine. Um
0: But yeah, so I went to jail for a month. Cool. Yeah, got up. <laughs> I went to jail sober, dude. Okay, like I was fucking sober. So I fucking got fat as fuck because I was just <laughs> fucking shoving my face full of food. And, um, <laughs> fucking then I, when I got out, my ex, my now ex, um, had just gotten out of doing a split sentence. And, um, you know, we smoked. A lot of meth. Yeah. And then, um thankfully, after I did, um after I, what was I saying? Sorry.
1: You got out of jail. You smoked a lot of meth.
0: Oh, yeah. And thankfully, when I got accepted into. Can't say, by the way. You can edit that out. Yeah.
1: I, just for future reference.
0: Okay. Well, when I got kicked out of my program. I,
1: When you got accepted into the Oh yeah, inpatient. when I got
0: accepted into the program I thankfully tested clean Or else they would have made me wait
1: till you could Til test I clean
0: Could test clean, yeah Yeah,
1: um,
0: yeah. Wow
1: That's Good. been my life And now here we are 12, or fuck Now what, 17 Nin- months
0: 19 months 19
1: later? months later We're parked way up in the fucking boons In what's this, Los Padres Recording a podcast, checking up on you, and you have, what, 19 months clean?
0: No. I relapsed on Suboxone.
1: In the program?
0: Yeah. Was but it? they didn't find out till two months after the fact. Dude, the
1: bitch, How did they find out two months after the fact so you got snitched? The
0: bitch you told on me wasn't even in the house when I got high.
1: So you were an inpatient when they... And some chick who got kicked out snitched you.
0: No. So I got high and then stopped getting high. And then two months later, some chick comes into the program and she hears it that that happened, even though she was getting high, too. On Yeah, not with me. But um, she heard about it and she fucking told on me.
1: <laughs> you seem to get in trouble for the dumbest reasons. Suboxone highs are such a waste, dude Like, they're not that good Have you
0: ever snorted one?
1: Snorted a suboxone? What, liquid?
0: No, so you put the suboxone in water Yeah, and
1: then you snort the liquid Yeah,
0: dude, and when you're 100% sober, that shit fucks you up I
1: don't know, dude If I'm gonna fucking get, if I was gonna relapse and get loaded It wouldn't be on suboxone
0: Well, it was right there, you know
1: In the house? Yes Oh, wow Like,
0: I never felt the urge to go seek anything out Because I didn't know anyone here, you know
1: yeah, I'd say that's the best part of going to an inpatient. I mean, whatever, geographic relocations don't work by well, themselves.
0: Well, that's bullshit. That's fuck. Oh, by themselves. By themselves. Yeah. Like, yeah. if
1: you just move and don't run a program or, or work on yourself, then, yeah, you're going to eventually relapse. But that in conjunction, like, with going to this inpatient, it's like, I could see how people who went to inpatient who are from here, it's a lot more challenging because... They have all their connects and friends still around, you know? So I can see how that would be di- more challenging, you know? Because I don't really know anyone here. I could just be like, well, now, actually, because people have gotten kicked yeah, out. Yeah, now
0: I do. Now, now I, do. I If
1: I really wanted to, I could hit up some psychopath who's out there getting loaded. And, like, right now, with everything that's going on, it seems like so many people are relapsing. You know what I think fucking crazy? What?
0: Is that we're not even in the same county where we used to hang out, yet we both graduated from the same program.
1: Yeah. well, you And gradu- we're, like,
0: sitting here right now hanging out.
1: Well, <laughs> you know? let me ask you this. Did you think I was going to come down here? You probably didn't. You probably... Because when we last recorded, I was in drug court, but I wasn't really... I mean, I was just white knuckling it, trying to get through it so I can graduate and do whatever the fuck I wanted. Like, I was definitely getting loaded here and there when I could get away with it. I remember, I remember one time you had gone to an NA meeting. We talked about this. AA. Oh, it was AA? Mm -hmm. You went to AA and you hit me up and you were like, I'm so high on meth right now. I have to get out of this AA meeting.
0: Yeah, I was way too high
1: to be there. <laughs> yeah, well, why do you want to be on meth in an AA meeting? To so prove so...
0: that I was normal to my mom in probation?
1: <laughs> oh, just to get out of the house? Like, I would say I was going to a meeting just so people would think I was like, oh, yeah, get approval to go out, and then I'd go get loaded. But you hit me up, and you're like, I'm su- too high for this. And I had actually just relapsed, and I had shot up some goofballs. And so I went and picked you up, and... We just were driving around at night through like Perfumo Canyon, mm-hmm. and you were, you had admitted to me you were loaded, but I was trying to keep it a secret to you that I was high, <laughs> and I was, and I was like giving you a hard time, like you can't be doing drugs, yeah. so, <laughs> sh- did you even suspect I was loaded?
0: Dude, I was so focused on me being high, I didn't really give a shit. Yes.
1: Did, did you even think I was loaded? I wasn't
0: paying attention to you. <laughs> You're
1: like, this is my world.
0: I'm, I'm, no, I was just so high.
1: <laughs> I was so loaded around you. And we were just driving around super high. And I was like, yeah, you can't be doing that. <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm high out of my gourd, dude. Because My gourd? My gourd. What the fuck? I know. It's a Gen X term. You might not get it.
0: It's a fucking Gen, like, B term. Well, is fuck? that
1: even a thing? Like an old ass? Yeah, whatever. God, what? <laughs> Do we really have to go there right now? You will be as old as me one day. What the fuck is, where is this even going right now? <laughs> Let's get back on track. When you first came down here, mm-hmm. wh- let's go into that. Your experience, what was it like? What was going through your head? And what was, like, how different was it from, because you were going from sober living to sober living, getting kicked out.
0: Yeah, I got kicked out of all the sober livings in Slow County.
1: Every single female sober living. You got kicked out of. Yeah. For what? I. All right. Yeah. The Relapsing. first.
0: Okay. The first. No. The first one. I. I did all sorts of shit, but I. But I snuck a phone in because it was a sober living, but they treated it like a residential.
1: So you can't have a phone in a sober living. That's stupid.
0: Well, it's, they treat it like residential.
1: Yeah, but how long do you have to live there without a phone before you can have a phone? How do you expect to get a job? Two months. Oh, that's stupid.
0: Um, and then I went to, <sighs> yeah, that was that which has, like, a bunch of drama right now, but cause, yeah. And then I went to the, in um, Slow. I'm
1: gonna have to cut out all these names by the way. Are you? I probably... I don't know. You know how people don't like having shade thrown on them. Yeah. Anyway.
0: For, um... Well, let's see.
1: <laughs> Where do we begin?
0: Yeah. So I got high there. So one of my friends came home, and she was obviously fucking loaded on uh, heroin.
1: Wait, you told me about this one, and then she overdosed.
0: Yeah, and um uh, I did a shot with her, and... We looked over, and she was overdosed, and I had to go run get the house manager.
1: Sounds like a nightmare.
0: Yeah, and uh, I played it off like I was just having, like, a panic attack, and I was puking.
1: But you were so high, you were throwing up.
0: Yeah, nice. uh, basically. But they didn't find out about that till after I got kicked out. And I ended up getting kicked out because that same day before I got loaded... I, uh, the whole porch pirate thing happened.
1: Oh, yeah. And you were on the news.
0: Well, I was in sober living and the cops came to my fucking house with the manager sitting right there. That
1: must have been embarrassing.
0: Fuck, dude. (laughs) And then I remember when the cops left, she just looked at me and she's like, you know, this means you have to leave, right? And I'm like, fuck. Here we go again. Yep. Yep. And then I was gonna try and take off to Bakersfield, but
1: why? Dude, Bakersfield's a shithole.
0: To fucking go on a bender, okay?
1: Yeah, that will. I mean, that's. I a thought great, I was gonna
0: go to jail. That's a
1: great way to go on a bender. And
0: then I just went to the other sober living that I first talked about.
1: And then all this happened. So you you show up to this inpatient. What was that like? Because when I first showed up, it was so weird. Like, it's already weird if you're in a court-ordered drug program or an outpatient program, but at least you just meet for an hour a couple times a week or whatever. But Honestly,
0: I was used to it.
1: Well, yeah, I mean, this is what I've living. been
0: doing basically since I turned 18. Nice. It was just weird because I was—I started getting into trouble when I was, like, 16 that they found out about. But, yeah, when I went to that program, I was 18— Everyone else was, when I first got there, was above 26 or something like that. And, like, a lot of them were the same age as my mom. So it was just hard for me to, like, find people that I could hang out with and talk well,
1: to. Because you're the youngest person in the house. Yeah. Yeah, but and also, it's a fucking female inpatient, so I think the drama is... I don't know.
0: See, when I first got there, though, it wasn't, like, there wasn't drama or anything. It was, like,
1: camaraderie or what? Yeah,
0: like, we had a solid house, and then we, you know, everybody graduated and stuff, and then the girls that came after that, you know, I was just involved with a lot of drama and bullshit, and, I mean, a lot of it, not a lot of it, yeah, a lot of it I caused for myself by, I mean, all the times that I got in trouble. Like, I should have been kicked out of this program.
1: Yeah, I I barely
0: like every rule that they had besides having sex with a guy I
1: did. Yeah, you got kicked out for 48 hours at one point. Yeah. But honestly, that I commend you for because it was a because you refused to snitch out people who had cell phones. Yeah. And you didn't even have Didn't you have a phone though, eventually?
0: I had a phone twice and got caught both times.
1: See, if I got caught with a phone on a second time, they would have kicked my ass out.
0: See, but I was, I mean, at that point, I was 19. Like, everybody just wanted to help me.
1: Yeah. I think personality goes a long way with those programs. If they can see you're giving somewhat of an effort, but you slip up and get in trouble, and the way they they observe how you react to the situation of getting caught, that'll go a long way. Whereas, like, dude, two guys got kicked, I shouldn't say this, two guys got kicked out because they were, they shared a f- secret phone, and they were trying to wrestle it out of one of the staff members' hands and, like, dump water on it to, like...
0: Delete everything?
1: Yeah, just somehow, they thought it would, like, erase the messages or something. And they're literally, like, trying to wrestle a phone out of someone, like, twice their size. I was like, what the fuck? It's yeah. so, it's weird. It's weird. I don't really pay attention to what goes on to inpatient anymore because I'm in sober living now. So it's like I'm not living in that main building, but the shit still gets weird. But it's the same for me. Like when I came in there, there was like this camaraderie with everybody. And then people graduated and people who graduated relapsed. And then it was like we were the ones left to set an example and i'm like dude i'm way too fresh in this thing to set any example i was still acting out and doing my own thing and uh still like rebelling so i th- i don't know maybe i'm wrong but i thought i thought the the shit going on in the house is way i don't know it's just definitely not the same but i guess you can't expect that t- t- it to ever be the same because you're f- like Siphoning people in and out of that house, so the energy is always going to be different, you know, because there's always going to be new people coming in, old people getting out. But I don't know. It's yeah. and it's just weird now. Like, it's different. Like after you get all year clean, you're like you look in reflection of your life and where it has, or at least I do, and it's it's like wow, my life has gone here now, where I'm so used to just like plotting and scheming and finding ways to get away with shit
0: I mean I've been doing that ever since I was little like my parents were always separated like I'm my parents never dated or got married I mean they did it before I was born but I mean that was before I was born they just broke up and so I just went back and forth between two houses which gave me the skills to manipulate the situation.
1: To get what you wanted from each family member.
0: Yeah, so that You feel
1: like they were kind of competing to get your, like... Get you to side with their... With them over their significant other that they just separated with?
0: No. When I was younger, I did. But that was just me manipulating the situation to get what I want. I pinned them up against each other a lot. Like, that wasn't my intention. I just wanted to have fun or fucking, you know, do something... I don't know, dude. It was just, it made me really realize, like, I already knew that you couldn't trust a lot of people. But it just kind of showed me how fucked up people can really be to each other. Like, girls, and girls I even live with now, will, like, straight be in a room with someone and talk shit about them in front of their face, acting like they're not even there. And then it's like, if you go to defend yourself or say anything, they just make you look stupid or humiliate you more. Yeah. Like, that's what amazed me the most.
1: Really? That's surprising to you?
0: Well, I just can't fathom how people are just so fucked up. Like, I could never imagine doing that to someone. Yeah. On a On a consistent basis. I mean, I'm sure... I'm not saying that I'm fucking the nicest person ever. Like, I'm, I can be fucked up too, I guess.
1: You guess? I can. You're rude as fuck to me all the time. You're different. I've known you forever. Okay. Yeah, we do have that kind of friendship where we talk mad shit, but I know it's not serious. Do you? Yeah. You're not intentionally malicious to me, but you are fucking sometimes overly sarcastic as fuck <laughs> yeah honestly like i'm not surprised that shit was going on dude you're you're uh, in a house full of like i don't know how much how many beds are over at on the female side but there's like 21 okay so there was like 24 26 27 beds when we f- were waiting for um renovations to be done at the main building and then we move next door and there's like 40 something beds you're living in a house with 40 other people all super fresh in their recovery some people are taking it serious and, uh, and there's a lot of people that aren't taking it serious of course they're going to find other ways to act out In in when they're so used to like coping with substances like that's just a given that's going to yeah. happen so I wasn't surprised. I think the same kind of drama happens on the male side as but it's just different. Like you would think oh our people would think oh the drama must be way worse over on the female side oh, because it, they're it females. It totally
0: is. Don't even try. I,
1: I think it's the same but in different ways because it's like dude there's plenty of people gossiping on the male side. There's plenty of weird snitching going on on the so male I side. So I remember
0: I'll never forget there was this girl who, she passed away, but everybody in the house was giving her a hard time.
1: Uh, Impatient or sober living?
0: Impatient.
1: Okay. And,
0: um, you know, girls were telling on her, but they weren't telling on her to benefit her or help her to find her way. They were telling on her to get her kicked out. So maliciously, you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. And, um, I'll never forget the director of my side, um, had to sit down with all of us and explained, you know, yeah, there's bullshit that goes on at the guy's side, but at least they want to see everyone make it to the end. Whereas our, at the women's side, girls would do anything that they could to get other girls to leave.
1: Yeah. I I mean... That's true in some ways, but there are worse situations. I mean, where there people
0: are there are exceptions, of course. Yeah, you know but I mean? it
1: happens way more on the female side. I was surprised there was there was not as many fights, like physical fights, that went on at the house that that actually did. I thought there would be way more of that going Dude, on.
0: Dude, I almost got into so many fights.
1: I remember, remember when we were at an h and R, and and H and R. H&I, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. H&R, what the fuck is wrong with me? Yeah, I did my first H&I panel and you were there and then I guess the board of directors on your side called whoever was le- running that thing and was like, was there a weird tension in the air? Like people wanted to beat you up or something over some dumbass shit. Remember that?
0: Oh yeah, that wasn't
1: over rumors and shit.
0: Dude, (laughs) so one of my friends, and she's still my friend right now, her ex was at the guy's side, and someone, literally like the day or a couple days after I left the program, someone started a rumor that I was hooking up with him or something like that. And keep in mind, the only time I talked to this dude... Or seen this dude was when he came into my work to buy shoes. <laughs> and so.
1: And then two girls wanted to beat you, jump you or something. No,
0: no, they didn't. No. But just fucking, I was banned from going back to the program, which was fucked You had already
1: graduated from. Yeah,
0: which is fucked up because they were the only people in Santa Barbara I fucking knew. So I was cut off from all of my support. And to this day, I don't feel like that support's back to where it was. Even though nothing ever happened.
1: How did that rumor even get started?
0: That's what I want to know. I heard that somebody saw me walking with my boyfriend. And thought that it was him. Or something like that. But I'm like are you fucking like what the fuck? And so like yeah I'm getting texts saying that I'm not welcomed there. for, For my safety and all this other stuff. And I'm just. Like, heartbroken. Like, I was fucking crying, dude. Like, these were all of my friends. The only people that I had hung out with for a year. You know what I mean?
1: I remember that. You almost wanted to move away. Or move back up north because of that.
0: Yeah, I was gonna move home, dude. I was miserable. Like, I fucking, like... Yeah, dude. It was just fucking heartbreaking. Like... Like, the program that I went to... And I think it's also because I'm so young... Um, I consider that like where I grew up, you know, like I consider them like family and, you know, i they have done so much for me and I'm so grateful for them, but there is something, I don't know. It's just.
1: Seems like so many people are quick to latch on to some drama and then when staff has to get involved, it, they they handle it on a he said, she said basis where it's like you're yeah. guilty until proven innocent. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. That's definitely, it's, yeah, I don't know. It's definitely different on the guy's side. Like, if a rumor gets started, they'll investigate it, and if there's proof that, sub- like, substantiates it, then they enforce it. But I think it was way more strict on, on the female side from what I saw. Oh, yeah. But, shit, like, I don't know, like forty plus people have gotten kicked out or left since I've been there. In oh 12 yeah, months. I lost count. Yeah, I lost count too. It's fucking crazy. I don't, I can't even tell you how many people have just come in and out of there. For,
0: you know, after everything that's happened, like I'm like super grateful that they never gave up on me or anything. Like I don't want, like what I'm saying to be misinterpreted. Like I, am super grateful and I love them all. Um, you know, like, yeah, I do feel definitely to this day, like still outcasted by that program, um, and still feel like I'm judged for how I run my recovery, even though it's nobody else's business. Like I'm still sober today. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I'm super grateful for them.
1: I am too. But I mean, obviously you're going to have, uh, opinions on how they handled certain things. I mean, honestly, I thought I even the board of directors on my side, they're like, it's a it's a fucking miracle you graduated this program. But I was like, dude, like, first of all, I'm a pretty likable person that got me pretty far. And it's like I could have done so many worse things, you know, like compared to what has gotten other people kicked out.
0: I I think it's so funny, though, like, like their star children did the shadiest shit,
1: but they got away with it.
0: And got away with it. Yeah. And, like, I'm not saying that I didn't do shady shit while I was there, but I'm, like, it's just, like, I think it's pretty entertaining that, (laughs) like, little do they know, majority, if not... Yeah, yeah, no, majority of the girls that were at my program all had boyfriends, all had phones, all had sex... Some of them were getting high, like fucking all this shit, and it was just fucking just kind of ignored. Not you saying think, that well, I don't think that they knew about it. I mean, I am not saying that I mean, they intentionally. I think
1: it. in a lot of uh, situations, the staff didn't have any idea about a lot of that shit. But I do. I will say I've seen staff on our side play favoritism to certain people and give them more slack over other people. It's a case by case basis, you know. Yeah,
0: I mean, I was really into like. Playing victim And, like, they're fucking favoriting everyone else and all this other stuff. But then my sponsor kind of broke reality to me and was like, dude, like...
1: It's out of your control.
0: No, no. Look at how much shit you... She was telling this to me. She's like, look at how much shit you've done and you're still there. People have gotten kicked out for way less than what you've done. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, if it weren't for favoritism, you wouldn't be there still and you wouldn't be sober.
1: Well, it's fucking a harsh reality. Yeah, but it's true. Did you have close calls where you almost got loaded? I mean, you got kicked out for 48 hours. No. You did, though, I thought.
0: No, I did, but But no, close close calls, no.
1: So when you were out there for 48 hours, you didn't have any fucking temptation to go?
0: Well, I wasn't out for 48 hours. I was out for one night. Oh, okay. But um, And had to stay at the homeless shelter, but no. Ugh. I had made it too far in the program. I wasn't looking back. Like, I'm telling you, like, I never... Like, of course, I still have moments where I fucking want, like, think about getting high. But I don't fucking act on it. And, um, you know, I never felt the urge to go seek anything out. It was just when it was placed in front of my face.
1: You had drugs placed in front of your face? Here? Yeah. Other than Suboxone?
0: No, only well, it was okay. Suboxone. but. No, I had um actually someone that I used to work with at like a temporary job. I ran into him downtown and he was so loaded like I just seen him like he was like nodding out, standing up like all slouched backwards that like it was sound weird. attractive
1: in the slightest to me
0: no, and I like actually lo- really liked him um and I thought he was cute and stuff, and like I went over and was talking to him, and like he has daughters and stuff so i was really worried about him and um i went over and talked to him and we were right next to the habit was like dude like let me buy you some food like come on like you know or a drink or something you know help sober you up a little bit because you're gonna get arrested if you fucking stay like this right now and so we walked over to the habit and he let me i think i bought him a drink because he wasn't hungry yeah and I was standing with him and he just pulls out all this heroin and all this.
1: And
0: like, I just got, I remember getting sick to my stomach. Like not a single part of me wanted to use it, but like I got sick to my stomach and like had to leave because I was just so like uncomfortable and just nauseated.
1: Ugh. When I, which showed growth. Yeah. Well, I mean, after a certain while of clean time, I think that's natural, but at the same time, like, if I come across someone and they're super high, it looks so unattractive. But I'm still worried that, let's say I walk into someone's house and I see people cooking up something in front of me, then I feel like that would be the most
0: Well, that's triggering. the thing is thing. It, it varies on the situation and how I'm feeling at that moment. Oh, yeah, for sure. You know, like I can't say that after... Um, I can't say that after Erica passed away that if I would have come across someone getting high I wouldn't have
1: No, no one can. And if you if you think you can then you don't really have a, any fucking perception accurate perception on your fucking addiction. Anyone's able to go out. No, it's actually been on my mind
0: a lot lately. Um I was she had just c- came back to my sober living and I was in program with her and she got kicked out. For what? Um, just a whole bunch of stuff. And, um, she, no matter where she went, she kept in contact with me, you know? Like, even though we didn't always talk or anything, I still considered her, like, one of my best friends. And, um, I looked up to her a lot, actually. And, um, it was... The day after Thanksgiving. She had just moved into back into my sober living and it had been there for a minute. And um I guess she was just really upset and she overdosed and um the house manager who was her old sponsor and went through the program with me and her um found her and um I'll never forget that night. Like, I remember walking through the gate looking for um, my friend who's a manager. And her and the other house manager from a different house came over and said for me to go into her room so that she could talk to me. And, um, I remember walking to the room slowly thinking to myself what did I do like I don't remember doing anything wrong and then I remember I got this like ache in my stomach like thinking like did someone like pass away or something like this is weird and um my friend told me that uh she told me Erica died and I just remember like standing there like no she didn't and I just started Falling my eyes out like barely able to breathe and I just like collapsed onto her bed and like was fucking just dying like I couldn't believe it and I stayed in bed for like two weeks straight didn't leave or anything I just cried like
1: you weren't there when it actually went down
0: no I came I came home right after they took her body away ugh if I would have seen her body, I would have fucking lost my shit. Yeah. I think you know, besides my grandma dying, I think that's the hardest thing I've ever had to go through. At least, you know, when my grandma died, I didn't go
1: through it somewhere. Do you think in a way, I mean, I know drugs brought you down, but do you think dealing with that trauma, do you think drugs were like almost necessary for you to cope with all that shit that happened with your grandma because I've talked to people and some people th- I,
0: I would have killed myself yeah if I was sober I feel like because I also struggle with like bipolar disorder and depression and stuff I would have killed myself
1: yeah I've I've heard people say like heroin or drugs in general are almost necessary to get through some of those hard times Cause I was not like for the things I've dealt with and some of those things I don't even open up to about on here. I uh, was not equipped with any kind of tools to handle some of the things that I had been like the cards that I had been dealt in my life, you know? Mm -hmm. So it was almost, it was pretty much completely inevitable that that was going to be, that was going to happen. I think they say addiction is almost like 50% uh, genetic predispos- predisposition, and then fifty percent inadequate ability to handle traumatic experiences. I in think your it's one
0: hundred percent inadequate ability. You
1: but don't it think did. it's at, at any? You don't think addiction no. or genetics has no. anything to do with it? I
0: used to, but then you know, working my program and learning more about the program. Um, I mean, it's totally different if. There's using in your household or drinking or just bad coping skills done in the home while you're growing up. That's one thing, where it's kind of genetics, but it's not really. You're just predisposed to it. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, but I think, I think if you have a uh, addiction that runs in your family and you try, I don't think it substances, don't, it kind I'm of sorry. triggers it.
0: Yeah. yeah.
1: In at least a little bit contributes. Maybe a
0: little bit. Like I don't know. Like, I mean,
1: childhood exposure to people abusing substances plays a role too. I think, but at the same time, I think if addiction runs in your family, I don't know. I think it's very. It could go either way because yeah. I've seen I've seen children of addicts. Not I think it go just varies
0: that. so much.
1: I don't think it's just those main two things. I think a lot of things contribute.
0: There's so many variables. I think as humans,
1: we like to simplify things down to one explanation. But there's a lot of different reasons why someone turns out the way they did. I know trauma is probably one of the main contributing factors for it. But, no, I remember when all that shit went down. And I think I, I was on a pass and I messaged you asking about it. Because I would see her at meetings and stuff.
0: Yeah.
1: And it was... it. Yeah. It definitely puts it into different. because I've known dude that like I've known more people to overdose and die since being clean than I ever found out. I mean I knew about people overdosing while I was strung out, but I don't know if it was because I was too loaded to like None of re- them hit me like this one did though. Well yeah, because your face deal with your emotions, you know. Plus it's in your house. There's a difference between like hearing on social media like so and so is dead. And this and that, and then living with someone and being in being them being surrounded in your like everyday life and now they died in the house you live in. That's gotta be fucking crazy. You know? And it also, you know what, it makes me realize how I affected others when I was overdosing and I was basically laying there dead on the ground. Mm -hmm. It puts it in perspective how I affected those. Who had to witness me almost dying. Because I've talked to everyone who was around when I had to get hit with Narcan or this or that. They talk about the situation or the experience like it like legitimately fucked them up. Like emotionally and oh, mentally. Yeah. You know? Watching my friend overdose fucking fucked me
0: up. Even though she made it after. But I'll never it still forget. Fucks she you turned up. blue. Her lips were blue. She wasn't breathing.
1: Yeah, that's what happened to How to call
0: 911. Fucking explain it to them.
1: Yeah. This shit's fucking crazy. Um, so wait. Now, let me ask you this. Now you're here. You're how much clean time do you have?
0: Um, like fifteen and a half months.
1: So, what do you think's different about wh- now in your life compared to when you first came here? Like, what is different about your? mental perception what's different about your life like what challenges do you face now that you find ways to overcome without reverting back to coping mechanisms you used to like go towards
0: so i never i never really hung out with people my own age ever you know even when i was easing and then when i would it was just all bad Um, now it's even more so that I don't hang out with people my own age. Cause
1: most people your age are in party mode. Yeah. I'm 20.
0: Like they fucking party, which there's nothing wrong with that. Like I lost the ability to do that. You know, I had my fun partying and stuff like that part of my life is over, but just realizing all there is to do in life and prioritizing my family. Really. Like I talk to my mom every single day. You know, I don't get I don't get to see them as often as I'd like, but I know that they're still there for me and having the support of them is like irreplaceable. And um I don't I'm a super impulsive person. Like I mean yesterday I just decided, hey, let's go spend thirteen hundred dollars on a phone. <laughs> that sounds like a great idea. But, um,
1: you don't regret that. I don't, not at all. <laughs>
0: um, but, um, like not acting on my first thought, like fucking, I mean, that's what got me through my program at the rehab was, you know, of course there were days I wanted to leave, but I told myself in a week, if I still feel the same without a glimpse of happiness or anything, I'll leave, you know? Yeah. And in a week, I never felt the same.
1: Yeah, I think for me, it's like I know... I recognize now that before when I was just stuck in it, I would react to my emotions on such a more impulsive level. Like I you thought said. that was the
0: point of emotions, you know?
1: Yeah. I feel shitty. I'm going to fucking numb it out. Yeah. But I was so engulfed in reacting to shit, I wasn't even looking at how um, destructive point? it was, yeah. you know? Whereas now... I recognize the situation for what it is and that it's temporary, almost like in a subconscious level where it's like, I still get, sometimes I get cravings or, or this or that. Or I think like old, old mentalities, like start to creep in where I'm like, I'll see someone post something on Facebook about being so high or something, which is like, why would you do that? First of all, huh. But I even in my worst days of being strung out, I'd never go on social media and be like, "Yeah, I got a fucking gram of heroin." Everybody like not
0: like, about heroin, about like like party drugs. I would, but not fucking heroin or meth. Fuck that.
1: Yeah, that's the that's most a quick soci- way to get lost. That's up. like the most socially unacceptable fucking, and that that was all me. Like I was like, I have my my drug abuse eventually evolved into like I'm gonna do the most looked down upon. <laughs> ways to fucking get high. I'm
0: gonna get the most fucked up.
1: But now it's like if I get a craving or if I get depressed, I recognize like, okay, this is this just comes in waves. And it's like how I deal with it or how I get through it, it determines what where where I'll be in a week from now or a day from now. Cause Before, it's like, I was so dead set on getting from point A to point B, like, Mm -hmm. oh, I feel this way, I'm going to go get high. And I would actively seek it out, where it's now, it's like, I step outside of myself, I'm like, okay, that is just an idea, it doesn't have to manifest into reality, you know? Yeah, exactly. Which is weird, because I never thought about, like, it's weird how I react to things now on a subconscious level, compared to how I used to, you know, I used to be like... People saw the...
0: I was just thinking, like, people saw it changing in me way before I did.
1: Oh, yeah, no, I still am, like, I feel the same way. People definitely saw weird growth in me, and I'm, like, really? I still have a horrible self-image of myself. But that's because they're not witnessing the thoughts that go inside of our heads. You yeah, know? exactly.
0: And we're, like...
1: Actions definitely We're developing,
0: and we are with ourselves every second of every day, so it's slowly... And everybody else isn't. So then it, so we're like one way, and then when we see them again, we're like a total different way. Does that make sense?
1: No, it makes total sense. Cause now I'm at the point where people are reaching out to me asking me for help, and I'm like, really? I'm so dysfunctional. Like you're asking for my <laughs> help? Like whoa. So I guess it's just because of like what I do and my actions and and how I, the way I go about handling my life. People recognize that more than they recognize like the fucking chaos that goes on inside of my fucking thick skull. You know, it's really weird because I have a horrible self image of myself. I still think I'm like, wow, I'm kind of a shitty person, but maybe it's just cause I have shitty thoughts, but I don't like act on the, at least not all the shitty thoughts. I'll still find myself acting out in more socially acceptable ways, but those are things you can correct at the end of the day. It's, it's, it's like, it's a lot different acting out like abusing social media or sex or this or that than relapsing and getting, because I know once I go cross that line in the sand, then the repercussions that I have to deal with are much more worse. I've seen relapses take people out just for the fact that they have too much shame and guilt to go stand up as a newcomer in a group full of people that they've been trying to, um, oh, yeah present as, like, I'm staying clean and sober. Yeah. Like, they they feel like there's so much anticipated embarrassment and shame in standing up like that that they won't even go back to meetings. And then they kind of self-isolate themselves from that support group. And then they go, they end up they, starting a chain reaction of, like, relapse upon relapse upon relapse.
0: They're blinded. Like, they can't see how proud of them people are for even just making it back to a meeting.
1: I'm proud of people for being able to do that because I I guess what I wish is I, w- I have sympathy for people who don't. I just wish they would realize that that's what is kind of needed to humble themselves and get back in. And for them to realize that people aren't going to judge you for that. And if someone judges you for a relapse, then they're a piece of shit anyway.
0: Yeah. You know? And I mean, too, like, people don't put that, like... This was a hard one for me to grasp Like not everything's about us Like people don't pay that much attention to us As we think Like,
1: Well I mean naturally we think the world revolves around us
0: I mean the world does revolve around me But <laughs> a- in Stupid. everyone else's case
1: <laughs> Yeah Checks out Checks out Brian Give me a ride Brian Da-da-da-da-da. Brian
0: Brian Shut up.
1: Yeah, that too. (laughs) I don't want to hear that, Brian. Shut your mouth.
0: Shut your pie
1: hole. And then I'm like, you know what? You shut up, Zoe. You
0: don't
1: talk to me like that. I've never. I don't know if you've never, but you 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 don't. Well, that's true. I don't know. Let me ask you this. What Do you feel there's a weird disconnect now to... The people that were once part of your life, like the people you used to use with who are back up north or something like I that. I used
0: to use really like to an extreme was with my ex.
1: Okay. Well, you want to talk about that? Is that that's definitely that relationship's changed.
0: That relationship is non-existent. Really? I've tried to be friends.
1: Yeah, but that's not. Even
0: me. though he used to beat the shit out of me. I mean, I'm not going to say names or
1: anything, but... we don't need to, but that... I mean, why would you ever try to be friends with someone like that?
0: Because I care about him, and we do have a history together, and I did take into consideration that he was also in a meth-induced psychosis, but he's not... His maturity makes him incapable of that.
1: Incapable of what? Of meeting you thinking on that the not, same level. Thinking
0: that I don't... Yeah, exactly. Like, I don't want... The only way that we would ever have a future together is if he was clean for a fucking few solid years. And that's just for me to consider it. You know? But here he thinks I fucking madly in love with him want to fucking have his babies and get married like we originally (laughs) you were
1: trying to do that with him
0: yeah we were Uh, we were engaged
1: are you thankful that that didn't happen
0: yes
1: (laughs) good thank god yeah could you imagine having a fucking 18 year fucking connection with that person actually more like a lifelong connection through a child with someone like that that would be a nightmare yeah, it would, I can guarantee, almost with 100% certainty, certainty guarantee that having a child with that person would dr- would wedge you two apart and put you two against each other. Considering the kind of drama that you guys put each other through.
0: Yeah, I I don't know, it's hard to tell because I can't tell what
1: would happen, you know? If you two got had a child in the state that you both were before you came here, come on. Oh, yeah. That would be horrible.
0: Yeah. It would be terrible.
1: Yeah. So at least there's that. God, I could not imagine you being a parent right now. I can't even imagine myself being a parent right now. Fuck
0: you. I could be an amazing parent. <laughs> I'm fucking lovely with kids.
1: I'm a lovely uncle to my nieces and nephews, but. Oh, God, here we go. You wanna try and have a fucking child when there's not even enough ass wiping supplies to go around for normal people? (laughs) That'd be a nightmare. I wouldn't even wanna change a diaper if there was enough wet wipes to go around. That's the
0: one thing, is like changing diapers. No.
1: And you know what kind of shits babies take? They're. Green
0: and fucking slimy. Yeah,
1: fuck that. That's one thing I'm like, dude, until I get over that, which I don't know when will happen. I'm not trying to have a kid, dude, wiping little asses of just diarrhea everywhere. And what if the diaper's not on right and it like blows back on their lower back? No. That
0: happens way too often.
1: Yeah. That's what I've been told. Peanut butter, soggy, just wet shit. Ew.
0: Okay. Okay. We get it. Fuck that.
1: I'm good. All right. I think we're done here. Okay. I'm hot. It, we're in the mountains. What do you want to say to the people listening? Follow me on Instagram. <laughs> so typical. That's don't be basically. All right, want to shout out your inter- Instagram.
0: Classic period bands period. Oh, no. Babe. Cool. Fuck yeah.
1: Fuck yeah. Why do chicks like Instagram more than Facebook? I, that's something I really need to know. Well,
0: I'm not going to tell these people to add me on Facebook. I'd be freaking...
1: No, I know. But I'm saying, like, I've noticed females love Instagram way more than Facebook. On a general basis.
0: I like Facebook more than Instagram. but Really? Yeah, but I'm not going to tell random strangers to go to my Facebook.
1: Yeah, I guess you're right. I mean,
0: if they feel so inclined to stalk me and figure out what it is, go ahead, be my guest, but...
1: I mean, Wouldn't be you, the first time. <laughs> you can get just as much validation on on IG than...
0: On IG. <laughs> on Insta, bitch.
1: Wow. Okay. I think we're done here. All right. I love you guys. Uh, This is the second series of podcasts in the car that I've done. Is it weird? No, I'm just hot. Yeah, it's really hot out here. I can't take much more of this. I think I have... A studio locked down to record in soon. It's just this whole um, COVID. Yeah, this whole situation is making it very difficult. What? Wait, what?
0: Nothing.
1: Okay. All right, you guys. Uh, Yeah, I don't know. I'm. Ow! <laughs> the fuck!
0: Your leg hairs are so long.
1: I know. It's the hairiest part of my body. or my my legs. Stop. <laughs> no, I. You just threw me off of my flow. Okay. Oh, yeah. So message me on all the social medias. Uh, email me. I don't follow me. Follow the Porch Pirate. And um, I don't know, dude. I'm so brain dead lately. I I don't know what else to say. Oh, like yeah, like social media. Message me. Share this this thing that I'm doing. I don't even know what I'm doing in there. <laughs> I really don't. I just try to make it work. But yeah, all right. I love you guys. we to say goodbye. Bye. <laughs> oh, God. All right. Bye. Bye.